I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank, 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 Skimmer, Frank Skimmer, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with the Cockrell, Alan Cochran. I can't, I can't reach the jingle from here. Oh, and um, right. I can't <laughs> reach the jingle from here. Would, wouldn't be a bad autobiography title. Well, that's because you've got your constricting cad file hoodie on. <laughs> that's true, and, and you can tell by that slightly catty remark that Emily has returned. <laughs> Hi, yes. Yes. already fashion is in the air. <laughs> There's been a comment on my clothing. So yeah, if you want to text us about anything at all. What might it be that you'd wanted to text us about? Um, the rise of the house brick in medieval England. Uh, you can text us on 8 12 15. That is the sort of stuff we can get drawn into, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I hope so. I don't know where they came, because there was, there was the sort of... Um, is it, was it Wattle and Daub in the early days? Yes. Oh. What a double act they were. <laughs> I saw them at the um, Wood Green Empire, 1956. <laughs> God, they were funny. Our Keith was a big fan of those. Oh, yeah, massive. So, uh, yeah, so this is, we're here, well, we're you settled. boys have been busy this week. I've been watching you both. Oh, we've yeah. been doing that thing. You see, I... Um, when I'm on this show, I'm very wary of talking about my uh, television activities. I, I always feel a bit like... Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think... Like, every week, though. I, yeah, I know, but it's... it's. I tell you what it's like. It's like being a philosophy student who does lap dancing in the evenings. Right. Is that th- this, to me, seems like a very respectable pastime being on the radio. They tell us something squalid about being on television. Mm. Something <laughs> about, hey, look at me. Yeah. Uh, Oh, you say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously you can embrace that as a lifestyle, mm. but I still struggle with it. But this week, um, I do. I have a show um, on uh, on BBC Two called Opinionated, and um, one of my guests was um, the Cockerel mm. this week. In case you didn't see, who I never referred to as the no. Cockerel at any point. Uh, in noted. The conversation. Noted. I felt it was a bit like being introduced to... You know what, when you're at work, say, and you're having, having an affair with... There'll be lots of people in this situation <laughs> listening. <laughs> trying some, desperately possibly, not to nod at the radio. Yeah, there'll be people listening their with their wives. partners <laughs> who are in this situation. And, you know, I don't want to... You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and your partner suspects who you are. Um, <laughs> But you know when you're at work and you're having the affair, but, that, but the, the person has to be just like they're just another person. So oh, you, you yeah. behave in a very casual, like you don't know them that well kind of manner. That's what me and the cockerel were like on television. Yes. <laughs> we were friendly, but we weren't over familiar. <laughs> I certainly never referred to the paltry aspect of his, um, of his nickname. Yeah. I was very proud of you both. Oh. I felt like a yummy mummy at the school gates. Oh, Oh, so did I actually <laughs> when I was at the school gates the other day. But it was, I, I thought it would, it would cause too much of a kerfuffle. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was nice to have Alan on. He had a better dressing room than me. <gasps> I did. Do you know what? How did that happen? <laughs> well, Marcy, the, uh, the woman who was doing the clothes, said. Um, Oh, Wardrobe, we call them, dear, in oh, television. Right, yeah, yeah. Not the woman who's doing the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we, get, we have someone to do the washing. That's my title. <laughs> yeah. No, she came in to uh, talk to me about my shirts and uh, and, I, and said, oh... Can I note the plural some? there? Yeah, oh. I brought several because of strobing. You know that it's difficult oh, to get yes. something right. 
Anyway, she said, um, oh, well, have you got talk. somewhere to hang them? And she looked and saw that there was a bar in the room. Like a, a You had a bar hanging. in your room? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> clothes hanging bar. Um, and she went, oh, your dressing room's better than Frank's. His hasn't got anywhere to hang clothes. Well, there was <laughs> literally, mine was four <laughs> blank walls. She came in with my suit for the show and she had to lay it across a chair. <laughs> But see what what's happening when the guy whose name is in the show title has got a worse dressing room than the um, hired puppet for yeah. a, a night. Well, like, I, know, I, would, I wouldn't want to call you that for one second. <laughs> the, the for was, uh, and also, you were there for kind of a slightly controversial moment on was on it? the show. Well, yeah. Well, there was the one moment when it went a bit radio show. I thought was when I called uh, a spontaneous phone in. Which I've never done on the show before. I think it's because you were there, because there aren't that many uh, phone ins on the. Mm. On telly on that time of the night, you know, it's, it's very much a the right stuff kind of a thing. But we were talking. Um, the subject of proposals came up. Mm. I have to handle it, handle this very uh, carefully. And I was we were talking about going down on one knee. Yes. As a, as a proposal, and I has, asked if um, if dwarves did that, and I said, as it you know Thursday night is dwarf night on BBC Two, <laughs> and then I said, and this was I. I, I didn't mean any harm in this at all. I just said, do dwarves have knees? I mean, I just it just came to me in, in a flash. <laughs> and then I said, you know, that's this week's phoning, which is exactly what I do on the radio show. But then after I thought, I thought, of course, well, of course they do. But, you know, at the, at the time, the pressure was on. <laughs> anyway, I got a bit of... Uh, I got told off, and we, it didn't go out. You got telling off? Yeah, and it uh, it was caught. <laughs> Probably for the best, because when I look back on it, it looked a bit more unkind than I, I meant mm. it. So it. To me, it was a genuine scientific inquiry. It's not <laughs> like it's a controversial topic at the moment that's getting people in trouble, so no. I'm sorry about <laughs> it. No, but, but that was my, my whole point was in, in the context, the satirical context of following a show that everyone's talking about, mm. you know, with a show that no-one's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd set they myself as a poor relation. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that didn't go out, so I'm all right. Unfortunately, I said, anyway, you broadcast it now. Yeah, but I don't think I would have said the uh, the phone in bit if you hadn't been there. It, oh, really? it put me in slight radio mode. <laughs> but um, oh, I don't know about you, but I'm happier here. Mm, well, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just generally. He's not, he's not sure. When you're worried about strobing shirts, how can you be funny? Oh yeah, I'm not worried about that. No, not this morning. No, we should explain what strobing is. But we're not going to. Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. Frank, we've heard from the outside world already. Beautiful. On 8.12.15? Well, actually, no. Technically, oh. it was an email. OK. But people can text it on 8.12.15. Thanks so for the right. reminder. Frank, it's about a toast sandwich. It's from Simon, and it's, it's really the cockerel, really. He says, Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, knowing that Alan has a keen eye for all things frugal... He does. I call him uh, Frugal Sharky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm also quite predatory, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Has he seen that the cheapest meal, according to the Royal Society of Chemistry, is a toast sandwich, which is a slice of toast between two slices of bread? There is apparently a prize of £200 for anyone who can come up with a cheaper meal, and I wondered if he'd be up for the challenge. Regards, Simon. Yes, 200 quid, <laughs> straight to me. Bogies. <laughs> They're free, it's a replenishable oh. source. Oh, cock. <laughs> 200, where's the cheque? Send it. I've got a cheaper one. What about a piece of toast? Yeah. One piece of toast. Well, then you don't need the bits of bread around it. 
I've well, already saved on two idea, slices yeah. of bread. They can be toasted later and used for another two meals. <laughs> is it a really weird pointed difference between snack and meal? They're saying, oh, this is a meal, a toast oh, I suppose sandwich. So. Whereas toast presumably is just a I think snack. it's a meal. I think it's a... Uh, I think it's a dinner for two for the Olsen twins. <laughs> you see, I, you probably assume that I'm a bit of a high-maintenance princess when it comes to food. Hold on, <laughs> just run that by me again. I don't, I don't think assume. I think we've got some empirical evidence there. But <laughs> you might be wrong, au contraire. Because the other night, Frank, I had for my dinner four small falafel balls. <laughs> Yeah, but isn't that because you're on a sort of mad diet? Actually, the mo- no. I think there's carbs in those, isn't there? There oh, were yeah. carbs. Did your alarm go off? No, the carb alarm was silent. <laughs> oh. I must get it seen to, actually. Isn't falafel one of those things we think is healthy, but isn't that? Yes, I suspect yeah. you're right. But four, that's pretty good. Because that's, yeah. let's say, three ninety nine a packet. Um, it, well, probably working at about 40p a falafel ball. How what? did... Uh, how did what? As a surfing suggestion goes, how, how did you serve four falafel balls on a plate? Just on the plate. In a, in a, in a row? In a, in, forming a circle? No, they were sort of Piled. Mo- moving about a bit, like it was a bowling alley. It was hard. I couldn't get any purchase. Oh, ah, yeah. a sort of bagatelle approach. <laughs> yeah, you need more of a... <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you use a spoon or a fork? I'm interested if I was to I used there. I used a finger. Oh, Finger I and see. thumb. Yeah, but no, I was. It was a Spartan meal, Mm. but I enjoyed it immensely. And I do sometimes. I quite like that. I'm proud of my cheapness. Yeah, I I, I love this bread sandwich, toast sandwich. I don't know why they didn't just have a boiled egg and a bit of toast. That would have been cheap, wouldn't it? Would it have been cheaper than a slice? No, cheaper. Oh, well, they're after. This is the. They're after the cheapest. It's a record attempt. They've gone so cheap. There's no nutrients in there. At least with a boiled (laughs) egg, there's a a bit of protein. Must say, it's quite carbs heavy. It's very carb. It reminds me of when I used to have mashed potato sandwiches. <laughs> that was quite carbs heavy looking back. <laughs> Dr. Atkins would have thrown himself out of a sixth floor window if he'd seen that. He's dead, is he, Dr. Atkins? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. What killed him? He got fat and he died on a run, I think. You're no, joking. no, I, think I don't Dr. think. Dr. Atkins got I think fat. I don't think you can ever suggest that bin. he died as a result of the diet. Oh, no, I think we'll that, be sued by the Atkins diet. To, I wasn't yeah. doing I was no. saying that he got <laughs> Yeah, can fat I say the Atkins diet is really, really good for you? <laughs> and we really recommend it. It's great not eating any carbs at all so you can look thin and smell. But then you binge on a toast sandwich you do. <laughs> when you fall off. <laughs> when my dad was uh, in his periods of unemployment, we used to live on uh, tomato ketchup sandwiches. Nice. Did you? Yeah, they were all right. I often think food, the food I eat is little more than a vehicle for pickle anyway. Oh, yeah. Is it? I tend to start with the pickle and think, what am I going to put under it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I just fancy some pickle lily. <laughs> what, what's it going to travel on on its way to my mouth? <laughs> That's the way I think of it. I'd like, if anyone's got a, a, a suggestion for a cheaper meal than uh, the toast sandwich, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Maybe we'll even try it this morning. Mm. What about that? Mm. I, th- I always think one of my great inventions was um, I used to have uh, cheese um, sandwich with Brussels sprouts on, so ah. the Brussels sprouts slightly melt the cheese. Oh, what, it's hot Brussels sprouts! Hot, hot Brussels sprouts, yeah. Nice. Not, t- not you know, not overdone, but they were. Um, it was a lumpy sandwich. Sounds like a Boxing Day sandwich to me. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a very lumpy sandwich. Biting through it was not dissimilar to what I imagine biting through Kermit's head <laughs> <laughs> would be like. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner.
Well, we've had uh, we've had some messages in from oh, messages from, from the people from eight twelve fifteen, um, and uh, we were asking um, for cheaper meals suggestions. Mm. We're after the cheap, but well, I can't remember yeah. it is there, but some chemical institute are trying to find the cheapest yeah. possible Royal meal. Society of Chemists, because I thought it was a bit weird because it abbreviates to the RSC. Mm. I was thinking confusing. And they said the Royal Shakespeare Company can get a better sandwich than a I've gone for four falafel balls. You went for four falafel balls, Mm -hmm. but that's a different phone in. And uh, (laughs) we had to. Why not just nick a pot noodle that costs nothing from Mick in Reading, but he needs to realise there's no such thing as a victimless crime. Indeed. Cheapest could you, sandwich. Could you have four falafel balls in the form of a Newton's cradle? <laughs> Was it, is that a, like a science thing? You know that thing You know that thing that you let go and it clicks oh, right. and then the other one shoots out? You could have the four <laughs> falafel... I think it represents... Uh, doesn't it represent uh, Isaac Newton's theory of perpetual motion? It might do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Let's try it. You wouldn't get the the, the the nice clicking that you get with the metal ones. <laughs> I imagine falafel against falafel is... Yeah. Be like that, but I'd be I'd like to that. creep into a businessman's office and do that. I'd like to creep into a businessman's <laughs> office anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't, Just actually, because, as you know, nothing makes me more anxious than those what things the from te- films. What are the other textings? <laughs> I can't read them because my computer's broken. Oh, that's it. Yeah. My favourite is the cheapest sandwich is the prairie sandwich. Bread and butter with wide open spaces in between. Oh. From Anthony. Nice. I haven't had a bread and butter sandwich for a long time. It's Just nice, on its isn't own. it? Whilst in a period of unemployment, I lived on rice and gravy for a variety. I changed between chicken and beef flavour gravy. <laughs> that's not me, that's uh, 939, Simon. Mm. Um, yeah. Rice and gravy, I could live with that, I think. Beans mm. on toast, somebody's suggesting. That's cheap, but it's probably not as cheap as three bits of bread, is it? If you buy my mum's beans or something like that, one of those brands. Well, they are suggesting a... a, a a very cheap supermarket. Can you still get my mum's cola? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you remember that? This is what uh, Peter K became famous mocking, isn't it? Roller cola, when he used to do... Uh... And panda cola he used to be able to get as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was for children that were made to wait outside the pub when their parents were inside. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was oh, that's broken children Britain. sometimes with <laughs> my grandpa. OK. Um... Yeah. <laughs> I've spent much of this week, I must say, watching, and I'm going to own up to this, watching I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. Oh, love it. On the subject of eating things that may be disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I am. It's, uh, well, I mean, Freddie Starr. You know, Freddie Starr got so ill that he had to go home. Was it as a result of the Bush Tucker trial? Well, they said he had a severe allergic reaction. <laughs> and then a, a, a spokesman for the uh, the show said, he probably just, like, brushed against some leaves in the jungle or he, he leaned on some bark that he's reacted to. And I thought, hold on, <laughs> you just made him eat a, a pig's bottom <laughs> and some other things I don't feel I can even mention on the radio. Mm. And you think he might have leaned against some bark <laughs> to make him... He, he famously ate a, a hamster, of course, Freddie. But I don't know if you've seen him on this show. He looks like he might have also ate the family who owned it <laughs> and, and the semi-detached house that they lived in. He's packing some pounds. Wow! He's he mm. a big machine. He's a big unit, now, is he? Mm. I've only seen him in pictures, but I do like the idea that he ate the... Uh, is it like the greasy spoon or something that they had? They called mm. it a massive meal. And he just shoveled the whole lot down. He did, but in an incredible, arrogant way. Yeah. And he said of the other guy from who's from uh, the oh, only Mark way Essex, yeah. he said, "Yeah, you know, he put spray tan 
cream on his face. He had no chance. <laughs> 20 minutes later, he's in hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's a bit surf. like that at one of those all-you-can-eat buffets. I feel like that's how I'd be going at it. <laughs> but it was... Uh, he was horrible. Ready, saw. Fabulously horrible. Mm, he was. Really it's a shame he's sort of, gone. It is. I'll miss him. <laughs> Willie, Willie Carson as well. I think he could deliver. Yes. How are you finding deliver. him? Yes. They do liver. <laughs> he, has, uh, he has very pert breasts, I've noticed. Uh, <laughs> Willie Carlson. I, mean, I, I most thought he could do are, a bit uh, of a hoist up. Most people are looking <laughs> at this woman from the real hustle, but I can't take my eyes off Willie Carson. <laughs> <laughs> they have that cute, like, French 60s actress kind of uh, look to them. <laughs> What's he wearing under that? Oh, I tell you, but they, they aggravate a T-shirt. <laughs> big time. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, he really is something else. <laughs> And uh, I like he's, he's still got. He, there's a bit where he's there to sit on this thing, and he's Willie's tiny legs, his tiny white sort of oh, he's small, like isn't doll's he? legs hanging down. Oh man, it was. <laughs> he's my favourite, as um, as Bruce would say. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. Frank, could we talk briefly about Stephanie Powers' hair? Have you seen it on I'm a Celebrity? I'm, I'm quite partial Are to it. Are you? The, yeah. I, 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 she washed it. She went in and it looked... It was reasonably straight, wasn't it? And then she washed it and it's gone mental, Cockerel. Has it? Yeah. Well, well her general look, because she's <laughs> off the mic, she's got this... Uh, it's a sort of um, gin-ravaged Victorian <laughs> prostitute look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could it imagine. Is, or maybe is. earlier, maybe sort of Newgate prison whore. <laughs> I can't make my oh. mind up. I think more Stephen King's It. I think there's a bit of that going on. Stephen King's It? Yes. We sound like we're playing a game of literary tick. It does feel like that. Stephen King's It. Watch but out yeah, for she it. Yeah, need, she needs serum. Um, is, I think is she allowed a luxury is. item in there where she can pop a bit of wax in or some yeah, mousse they, or something? They had luxury items the other day. Um, that One for them by um, Sunita and um, Radio's Pat Sharp. Mm. Oh, I remember and, Pat uh, Sharp they, from Funhouse. Yeah, I'm not mistaken. Uh, and they had—is uh, that that swingers club you used to go to? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they had uh, they had rubbish um, mm. luxury items. Yeah, oh. that Anthony Cotton from Coronation Street had a pillow with some writing on it. Now he's going to turn Anthony he's Cotton. He's already <laughs> He's going to turn. He was. He was. Much, is he? I doubt it. No, <laughs> not now. That news is out, isn't it? <laughs> he was. Um, he was a much loved. Uh, he was borderline. Um, so in the world of soap, borderline national treasure. Mm -hmm. And now he's becoming a monstrous <laughs> character. Oh man, you could, he's really. I think he could be the first person on that show to to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he's really. There's, he's 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 on an edge. The, Already is that a bush tucker trial? <laughs> uh, well, it's 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 going to be great to watch. I mm. think he's got he's got a bit of a nasty streak. Oh God! I see. Oh I'll yeah, say. which makes me warm to him. Frank, um, <laughs> we've had some emails in this week. Mm. Do you remember recently we were talking about TV programmes that have been commissioned solely on the basis of the fact that they sound like a good title? Yeah, we have no evidence for this, no. but I I have I often thought. And, and the team agree that sometimes you see a TV show and you think this was only made because the, the title is is a good, like, pawn. The example I used was Winton Wonderland. Yeah. And like Dale Winton. Aid in Britain was... Aid in Britain, yeah. Kicked it on Very good. further. Exactly. Well, we've had... Um, 
a few suggestions in. One is from Bob Large. I rather like the sound of him. Bob Large is, mm. uh, yeah. He himself could host a programme about uh, the death of Robert Maxwell, couldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it's that because he was b- called Bob, or is it because when he went over- overboard he bobbed Large? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying to work. He yeah. has some fine suggestions. He has Burton on Trent. Tim Burton interviews Terence Trent Derby. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. Hold on. Hold on. That. If I remember rightly, Terence yes, Terence Trent Derby is now called um, Sananda Matreya. <laughs> is that right? So that's going to be yeah. That's not going to work. I is love it? that you Tim, know that. Tim name. Burton on Sananda Matreya. <laughs> what they really need is to get rid, ditch Tim Burton, and get Samanda the twins from uh, Big Brother. Do you remember them? Yeah. Then it could be oh, Sam- yeah. oh, Samanda yeah. and Sananda. Oh, very oh, good, Frank. Well, yeah, God, if, if they could get some sort of show in which they erected verandas, <laughs> it could be one of the great titles ever. Bob Large... I'm sure I must have run into Bob Large at a Birmingham nightclub, Flares or something. <laughs> um, Bob Large has also suggested Curtis Steiger's Circus Tigers. Nice. <laughs> a documentary about singer Curtis Steiger's who now runs a rescue centre for big cats from, <laughs> from Big Tops. That is good, I like that. <laughs> Oh, I've often thought about doing a bit of lion taming or something of that nature. All you need is a chair. It looks easy. <laughs> well, you need a Pete Doherty coat, don't you, as well? Pete Doherty. Did you see that Pete Doherty had uh, fled to Paris this week because he said he was being haunted by the ghost of Amy Winehouse? Oh, is he? Yeah, he, apparently his friends say, he honestly, that's what he believes. Apparently he has a voice, like, you know, coming out the radio and... Weird stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that would happen, wouldn't it? But I wouldn't, I'm not saying that he's um, he's induced this on himself in any way, but it's a strange no. old tale. Frank, any other, yeah, I'd... we've got a couple more Good. TV programme suggestions. We've got uh, Deansgate Locks. Emily <laughs> goes round the pubs and bars of Manchester's prominent nightlife area inspecting the security systems of each <laughs> establishment. No, is this local great. telly? This is just on in the northwest, is it? That'd be fantastic. Now, this is a rather obscure one, Frank. Emily and Ivory... Emily interviews David Baddiel's brother <laughs> on various subjects in which he's interested. Emily discovers that she has the same interests, thus ensuring perfect harmony between them. <laughs> I should say that David yeah. Baddiel's brother is called Ivor. Yeah, hence <laughs> Emily and Ivory. Surely they'd have got that. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. He's not. I, I think he has. Um, he has national fame. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, we share a trainer. Do you? <laughs> God, times are hard. <laughs> Radio. I've had a bit of an altercation this week. Oh, good. <laughs> well, you love my altercations, don't you? Oh, I do. It was hairdresser-based. I wonder if you could turn up these corduroy trousers for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, altercations. Sorry, these headphones are... <laughs> it was hairdresser-based. Mm? I have no gripe with my blow-dryer. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very happy with his work. OK. It's, it was to Hold do... on, he's a separate person from the cotton person. Mm, very much so, yeah. Wow. I, I have a whole team, but... Well, it's a, um, sort of Jensen Button approach. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got their like individual Somewhat a, a different person operates the hairdryer to the man who Sometimes, cuts the hair. Sometimes. No, because the man who cuts the hair is very important and busy. He might not have time for a blow-dry. So I'll elect to have I a lesser say. mortal doing it. Anyway... I know what you mean. I, sometimes, I, on, the, on the rare occasions, because in the nine-quid barbers, you do, I don't have it washed. They just cut it. But when, when I have had it washed, I got I had my hair cut at the BBC recently. 
so, a, a young woman took me to one side, and uh, you know, you lean back. You know that horrible sink with the sort of uh, U-shaped gap that you lean back into. Oh yeah. Oh. I can't sorry. relax. I hate having people wash my hair. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm so. always waiting for the karate chop across the throat because <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know if I was doing that, I would so not be able to resist him. Yeah, you'd have to, wouldn't you? Especially <laughs> the female throat, not in any misogynist Hi. way. No, no. <laughs> Sweeney Todd. No, but with the male throat, you have to make that choice. Am I going to go above Adam's apple or below? But with the female, it's a lovely, clean shot. It's, a, the it's a wide shot. open plane for you. Anyway. So, anyway. Uh, so, someone's sitting opposite me, a female... I can tell by the shoes. Well, I say that, but they were a little bit history teacher. When you say sitting oh. opposite... Yes. So how it is, Frank, if you're in the hairdresser and you've got... I'm facing a mirror and she's facing a mirror. Do you understand? So the oh. mirrors... So I can't see her face. I can't see her head. I can just see her shoes under the table. I've never... I've, so it's almost like you work in a call centre. Exactly. Yeah. So the mirror's not separate. on the wall. No, the mirror... The mirror <coughs> what do you need? Exactly. The mirror is facing me and she's also this got one facing her. ruins Snow White. <laughs> Mirror, exactly. mirror on the raised partition <laughs> in the centre of the room. I mean, the whole thing wouldn't have scanned. OK, so she's kicking you under the table. No, so what's happened is she's her feet, she's got little black shoes on, mm. and she's swinging them forward quite violently. Really? Actually, yeah. It, she's telling a story Why? and she's getting excited. Oh, uh, <clears throat> sounds to me like she was being strangled. Yeah. <laughs> And she's swinging them forward quite violently. Right. Well, I won't have that. She made contact eventually. I oh, knew dear. it would happen eventually. And She kicked you? She, no, she didn't mean to make contact, but I did when I retaliated. And I thought, I've had enough. So I let it go, I thought. And then I, I gave her a little cease and desist kick, a little tap. OK. So she Just a know. warning. Yeah, a little warning, like, like the rap of the knuckles on the dog's <laughs> snout. <laughs> you know that one? Like a don't touch his dish. Yeah. So she stopped. She did cease. Mm. I'm afraid she started again. The war of terror began again. And was this she time, mid anecdote, she was telling yeah, a story. Yeah, she got excited again. Started kicking me again. She told her, was it someone from Strictly Come Dancing? Because <laughs> all her anecdotes involve quite a lot of foot movement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't stand up and look over the top. Could what is is it that kind of partition you could look up over the top? No, I was just too. It got. So, I quite like the anonymity because it was all f solely feet based, and I never saw her face. Mm. And it became it became very ugly under that table. I bet. I kicked back again. I kicked back at her again. What kind of footwear did you have on? I had high heels. I had killer heels. Yeah, oh, killer right. heels. You were always going to kill us. Who do, you, who do you think won? Yeah. It's a tense business. Eh? <laughs> it yeah. was. But I like that I never saw her friend. You see, Mr. Toppers, um, <laughs> they, uh, they're all young, clobber types. So every yeah. time I get there, they say, so... What are you doing this weekend? And, of course, I'm never doing anything <laughs> to talk about. And they're all on about their club weekends. And I'm saying, I'm thinking I might... thinking I might get myself a pomegranate. <laughs> <laughs> I just get sneers. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and I'm with Emily Dean and I'm with Alan Cochran. I like to do that at the top of the hour. Nice. People might just be tuning in now, you know. It's very slickly done. Very Thanks, professional. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, Frank, I was reading The Economist the other day. <laughs> what? Hold on, let's, get, let's, changing. Get, let's get back on my chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not just a pick-me-up slash, slash no. chat kind of girl. No, I wonder where you were going with that slash one. that you said, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I came across a very You're interesting... You're a fiercely intelligent woman. Thank you. Um, I came across a very interesting article, Cockrell, mm -hmm. about Americanisms. And it was to do with... Because I'm quite fond of the odd Americanism. 
Mm. I, I added the ism in there. You were say yeah. the American, yeah. <laughs> but it had a poll asking what were the kind of British people's top Americanisms that they'd incorporated into their speech. Yeah. So sidewalk instead of pavement. I've never heard any no. British person say that ever. No, me neither. Apartment instead of flat. I, I do that. I have to say I have moved to apartment have you? from flat. Because mm-hmm. apartment, yeah. I live on the 11th floor, <laughs> apart from those below, in a way. So yeah. apartment feels right for me. Flat has never worked for me. The whole no. thing about flat, it's the very opposite. I find flats, if anything, they protrude. <laughs> yeah, They're also, not flat at all. Bungalow should be called a flat. Yeah. Flat sounds where Britain's fattest man would live. I don't like the sound of flat. Yeah, or Britain's flattest man. <laughs> <laughs> Which he certainly isn't. No, he certainly isn't, no. And I also... I don't know, no, he's, spread, he's got some good spreadage when he lies back. <laughs> it's he... like um, when you get... Uh, I'm imagining... You know when you get a not very fresh egg and you put it in the frying pan, it goes out quite away to the, yeah, to the ends. Yeah. Oh. I imagine he's, that's what he's like as he... Spread as he eagled. Yeah. Um, some people also admitted to saying, I'm good, over I'm well. So we say, how are you? I'm good. Do you oh, do yeah. that, guys? Well, you see, if someone says to me, how are you, I always say, what, am I a doctor? <laughs> and then it gets a bit awkward. I hate being asked how I am. like an old Jewish comic. What am I, chop <laughs> liver? Who is this guy, Sinatra? Try the pork. No, don't try the pork. So, yes. Yeah, I never say I'm good, though. I'll tell you what I do say. I, mm. Instead of cutlery, I say eating irons, which is something I heard in a cowboy oh. film. It's extraordinary. Yeah. My you brother-in-law got, says that. Have you got any eating irons? And well, you that... know another human being that says that. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Eating irons. I do say hey instead of hello. Oh, do you? I know. I'm sorry, Alan, but I think it sounds a bit more friends and like I'm sort of pleasantly extrovert. Yeah. Do you ever say yo? No. Oh, I say yo. I say yo in, in email and text form quite often. Do you? Ironically, yeah. or...? I think it starts ironically, and then before you know it, you're just doing it. Uh, I think that's the problem. I also so, still say... So What's up? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. I do, I genuinely do. I'm afraid you're fired. <laughs> I think you can only work on Capital Radio if you say, What's up? Well, I hear there's a gap. <clears throat> there is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, you'll be sadly missed. <laughs> Can I say, I think Johnny Vaughan's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, we've chatted about that, haven't we? Mm. He's great. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Flat sounds so common compared to apartments someone has texted oh. in. The latter is elegant. The former is inhabited by peasants. I am not a peasant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From 754. Hold okay. on, 754. Isn't that your number, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Don't sneak them in on, on the side. Uh, one of my uh, fa- favourite... Uh, this is, I mean, this was said by an American. I don't know if it actually qualifies as, a, as Americanism, but I, I interviewed Patrick Stewart, you know. Um, mm. From uh, Murfield, West Yorkshire, Patrick Stewart. That wasn't how I was going to describe him. <laughs> I was going to say that <laughs> Captain Picard. Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, he, I said, are you going to do any more um, Star Trek films? And he said, uh, no. He said, we had a meeting with the guy from the film company. And he said that he um, he felt that Star Trek had franchise fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> Which, let's face it, we all get in the end. Mm. I've had it since about 2002. Yeah, about then it, I think it set in. Yeah, I'm fine with it, though. Yeah. I don't care. It's brought me here where I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is there any, uh, um, any Americanisms our uh, listeners like or dislike? Mm. Is there any... I mean, I'm, I'm all right with them. I'm not... P- p- I like all sorts of... 
wild and wondrous language change, so mm. I'm okay with it. Call us, people, call us on our cell. Yeah, you can call us on our <laughs> cell, exactly. Yeah, um, we're on 8, 12, 15. And um, I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that most fabulous of all things. This, this mm. is something I look forward to saying. I'm going to play a track from the new Fall album. Oh. And this one might surprise you a little. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. What else? Uh... Well, it's interesting that you adopt an American accent mm-hmm. because we were talking about Americanisms that we don't like. Or like. Adopted. Or like, that's true. Uh, Matt says, hi, Frank and co. Oh, a little bit American. Mm-hmm. I utterly despise folk who insert the word like after like every word for like emphasis. Like, you know. Is that American, though? Yes, it is. It's very okay. American. That's okay. Matt Richmond from work at Like the Natural History Museum. Oh, OK. Well, you do the Matt. <laughs> 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 uh, we've got another one. One Americanism people should be hung, drawn, and quartered for saying is step up to the plate, or any sentence including that phrase. Hung, drawn, and quartered is nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very it's, British. That's yeah, from exactly. Oliver Cromwell. Yeah, it's, it's a baseball uh, term oh, yes. to step up to the plate. Yeah. It is, yeah. That was from 829. And there's another one. I wonder how he is with touch base. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I intend to find out. Um, 437. Pushing the envelope. <laughs> Ever seen a jockey with a moustache? Jungle Ooh. Willie, the small guy with knees and pert breasts, <laughs> never sported a tash. Why? Jockey tradition and etiquette. That's from 437. Yeah, I've never seen never seen a jockey with a moustache. I, I in case you've just tuned in, yeah. I, I was speaking earlier about... Um, Willie Carson's, I have to say, quite perpressed. Yeah, he's perpressed. I'm hoping, I'm hoping when he uh, rode all those winners, he, he wore a good <laughs> s- sports bra. His moves. He'd have been in agony. <laughs> oh, 186 has texted, I hate it when people at the bar say, can I get a drink? Yeah, that does annoy me, actually. Does can it? I get this? Can I get that? You think, no, what you say is, please may I have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> old school English manners, isn't it? Fair enough. Get. It's confusing, isn't Can it? Can I ask another um, I'm a Celebrity question? Please do. Lorraine Chase, who, I don't know, is maybe in her 60s now? Uh, she's 60, actually. OK, Lorraine Chase. Still, you know, she's uh, she looks... Um, anyway. anyway she, yeah, she looks <laughs> fine. She, uh, her specialist, uh, not specialist, uh, luxury item was yeah. a teddy bear. Oh, God. And I thought, well, that... I'd be a bit afraid of sleeping in the same jungle camp as a 60-year-old woman <laughs> with a teddy bear, because I think this is... We're all going to wake up murdered. <laughs> if, if you can wake up murdered. Uh, but then I started to think about... I still have uh, my own teddy bear, Little Ted, from my from my childhood, which actually belonged to our Nora before me. It's quite an old teddy bear. And I don't... I don't um, I don't uh, cuddle him anymore, but he's sitting on a shelf. Mm. And I thought I, I wouldn't want to do any damage to little Ted, you know what I mean? I, although I know in my heart of heart it's an inanimate object, mm. I couldn't bring myself to throw it up the wall, for example. And then I thought, could I do that to any teddy bear? Mm. And then I asked myself, could I lay a teddy bear on a chopping board <laughs> and knock a nail through its <laughs> face? <laughs> And I thought to myself, you know what, I couldn't do it. Even though I know it's just, you know, <laughs> cotton and or even synthetics, I could not knock a nail through a teddy bear's face. And to me, that's how you judge whether you're civilised or not. <laughs> Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. 
Frank, we've been getting texts in on eight twelve fifteen this morning. Tremendous news. Um, some people citing Americanisms they don't like. Okay. Um, some people talking about cheap food. Mm. What? Well, I guess which one uh, the cockerel prefers. <laughs> Jace says a fried bread butty must be quite cheap and carb-friendly or a dandelion sandwich. Oh, I like the fact that's that he's a- finding his dinners. <laughs> found. Found food. Found food. He's got- I tried um, dandelion once because my rabbit ate it with such gusto. <laughs> you can tell when this was, how long ago this was. My rabbit was called Chubby Checker. <laughs> um, but it was bitter. Bitter in the extreme, dandelion. Is it? So, because mm. dandelion and burdock, the popular soft drink, are yeah. so popular, mm. uh, is uh, is lovely and sweet. But uh, yeah, that they know the white milky stuff that you know when you snap a dandelion stalk and you get that oh, white, yeah. that anaesthetic looking. I know. Oh god, mm. that's bitter in the extreme. Oh. Little warning there on um, <laughs> Absolute Radio. In fact, the Absolute Radio network in general. Karen, we used to have sugar sandwiches. That's not an announcement, that's just... Oh, that's... I thought that was a, that was a surname. <laughs> I thought she was one of the... Uh, what was that bouncing African tribe called? The Maasai. The Maasai. Didn't they have names like that? Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we used to have sugar Sha- sandwiches. Sharon, we used... Is it Sharon? Karen. Karen. Karen, we used to have sugar sandwiches. Yeah, I think I, think I had uh, sugar sandwiches. My dad used to have cake sandwiches. Cake sandwiches? Yeah, he, he felt the fruit cake was a, a, was your a dad bit too much of a muchness. <laughs> <laughs> so we used to put it on bread and butter to te- take the edge off it. Oh, goodness. Every day was <laughs> Boxing Day in your house. It certainly was when he was drunk. <laughs> oh, sorry, I see what you mean, yeah. OK, yeah. Frank, oh, you were oh, also good. talking about... You made a reference to eating irons earlier. Yes. Oh, people love the eating irons. They do, don't they? It's, uh, I think that's an old cowboy term. Well, I thought it was just an old mannish thing, but um, it's uh, somebody's put um, more colourful is gobbling rods. That's something else you could say. Or scran spanners. Scran spanners sounds very English, though, doesn't, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> I'd never heard that expression until Chrissy in I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here used it. She went, hey, the scran's arrived. And then I realised that means tea, does it? Does that mean just like scran food? Is oh, good yeah. Food, yeah. Oh. yeah, Chris Rock, he's, he's gone. <laughs> What's happened to him? <laughs> looks different. Looks oh, really looks, different. Looks terrible. Look as it looks if like he's a the, he's a, he literally a ghost of his former self. <laughs> he needs to cut down on the fags as well. Who is Chrissy Rock? Yeah, I've been wondering that. I don't know. I, I think uh, see, I could knock a nail comic. through her face and think nothing <laughs> of it. <laughs> that's that's one of the weird contradictions, isn't it? Of how you decide how civilized you are. But I don't. I don't know. I feel I should know her, but. Um, I believe she's in Benidorm. Oh, is she? Mm. I thought she was in the jungle. Hey, <laughs> well, I can't, I can't, can't believe the, how sharp you were on, on that occasion. How, how packed, like I like to say. <laughs> Frank, 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 Skimmer, Frank Skimmer, Absolute Radio. 158 has texted in, Strange, I was just talking about dandelion and burdock earlier. I love it when uh, conversations overlap, when you hear something on the radio that you've been talking about. Uh, a friend of mine once tried to buy some when drunk and asked for Bandylion and Diddlyock. Diddlydock. Mm. Any luck? Did he get any? I think so. Oh, that reminds me of my days when I used to, as a child, I used to call Pommy Granny a Granny Hoppy. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's a nice little R from. Uh, <laughs> it's from a touching the moment. You've been bonding Cockerel since you've been Junior used to yeah. say Pischetti instead of spaghetti. Spaghetti, couldn't say spaghetti. 
And he's, that's the past tense, so he's, he's now saying spaghetti. Yeah, well, yeah, he can say it fine oh, now. He's growing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Frank, uh, can we have a bit of Berlusconi, a bit of a Berlusconi moment? He's, oh, he's, he's not growing up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, his political career may be in tatters, but his, <laughs> his musical career... He's decided to release an album, hasn't he? Oh, Great yes. timing, I thought. And put it on the back burner because he was a bit busy the last few weeks. That's brilliant. He's been a bit busy. <laughs> He's had a lot on. He has had a lot on, hasn't he? Yeah, it's an album of love songs. <laughs> it's a shame it's in... I assume it's in Italian, is it? So yeah. I'd quite like to hear it. It's called Vero Amore, which I believe means true love. He can. He knows a lot about. He can. Uh, he can sing, can't he? I think he was a singer originally. I believe he was a um, a cruise ship crooner. Well, he works on it. He's got a friend called Mariano Apicella, who's a former car park attendant. We, we all laugh. <laughs> I, former a, car park attendant. Yes. Well, I bet he's a good pointer. It's a she, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, is it a best. lady? They're I great think it's a man. Pointers. Oh, okay. yeah, I believe it's a man. But he said. And Mariana said, Berlusconi gets an idea into his head and we work on it a bit or throw it away. Mm. That's their sort of comp- composing process. Yes, good. He like uh, Elton John and Bernie Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm guessing the mate, the former car park attendant, even at the writing sessions, is wearing high vis. Because <laughs> <laughs> that never goes away, that urge. No. <laughs> OK, well, I, I mean, in a way, though... You have to respect it. I can't imagine a British politician bringing out an album of love songs. No. no. Except perhaps Lembit Urpik. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> he might, might Yeah, well, he'll be laughing on the other side of his face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I could imagine... Could you imagine Ed Miller Band's new album? It could be called uh, Qatar Hero. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it wouldn't happen. They don't have enough go no. in them, do oh, they? Oh, Vince Cable with a love song. I'd oh, love no. that. Do you say, oh, some Ricky Martin covers. Vince yeah. Cable, Shake a Boom Boom. I'd love that. Could happen. Living La Vida Loco <laughs> by Vince Cable. I, uh, I think we should uh, try and start... You know these campaigns that they do where they go, oh, let's make Nirvana the Christmas number one instead of a Simon Cowell offering? Oh, yeah. Berlusconi, surely. Yes. Surely, if enough British people buy it on iTunes or other reputable establishments, then... It could go to number one. That'd be exciting. How, how does he? How does he do it, Berlusconi? That's he, been well documented. How does, re- <laughs> how does he remain sort of? P- people speak of him with a twinkle in their eye. The way they don't when they talk about Set Blatter. Yeah. But but they're all. They're, aren't they both just horrible old power crazed blokes? It is brilliant. What is it that's sort of charming about Berlusconi? It's I don't get it. Total lack of apology, isn't it? It's the sheer brazenness. It's, uh, it's, it's weird. Also, why do people sing about love all the time? Oh, that's all people ever write about. Love, no love, love. About eating irons, are they? This man has been a Prime Minister. He could, you know, he could have written a song about, like, you know, when he met Sherry Booth. <laughs> <laughs> the collapse of the EU. Yeah. When the, the Queen, remember when the Queen told him off, when the Queen said, why is that man shouting? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to I thought she was saying that about you, Frank. (laughs) Yeah, but why? Why do the people always have to love, love, love? You know, books. People write books about all sorts of stuff. They don't just write about love, do they? Isn't it all about that in the end, though? No. No. (laughs) It absolutely isn't. (laughs) It's about stuff like, let's have some songs about architecture. (laughs) Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner.
Frank, you were talking earlier about how you wish there were people would write more songs about subjects like architecture rather than love. I did. We laughed. We're not laughing now. <laughs> no, like Lambie Oakley. <laughs> I'm laughing on the other side of the other side of his face. Because Greg Bracken from London says, "Never fear, Frank. Paul Simon wrote a song about the architect Frank Lloyd Wright on Bridge Over Troubled Water." Well, that is true. But um, can I say that? beating t Greg to it. Sandy Waugh put her head mm. around the door, our newsreader, and pointed out that very fact. She did. Oh, she's sharp. Mm. She's and pat. In, indeed, uh, 829 has texted in, if you're after songs about architecture, I believe the last Bob the Builder album may quench your thirst. Good point. Well, <laughs> well, well yeah. That's point. Point. Well, Does he made. do architecture as such? He's more repairs, isn't he? It's more building. You're right. I don't so, think he could. I don't think he could put a house together. We've had another text in, really the love song, because it sounds a little bold. It's got a sort of slight Jacques quality. This is from 756. Some songs not about love. Starry, starry night. The night they drove old Dixie down. The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Cherokee people. Taxman. I could go on and on. Mm. Well, you could. I'm not <laughs> saying there aren't one or two. <laughs> I like the fact that he's put I could go on and on whilst in a text message where he couldn't go on and on. <laughs> There's 140 characters no, or fewer, that, isn't it? But he, yes, there are a few, but I, I, still, I still think when people think I'll write a song, mm. their first port of call is always mm -hmm. love. One of my favourite texts that's come in today is uh, why do banks put so many serving windows in when they get refurbished? Have you ever been in a bank when all the serving windows are in use? Darren Swanscombe. See, that would make a brilliant song. <laughs> <laughs> that, that topic. Yeah, get your guitar out, Darren, and let us hear it. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you, Darren, I, I can't remember the last time I was in a bank. No, it's all gone no. online. I do it. it, I do it all on the wall. I don't go online, but I go through the wall, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, oh. I, I never go in. What do you go in for? Go through the wall, Anton Dubeck. <laughs> oh, is it Del Winton who presents wall. that thing on the wall? Oh. Oh, okay. God, I thought that was gossip for a minute. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God there's a reference to a TV show. <laughs> now, Frank. Anton Dubeck went through the wall. It's always a temptation. Anyway, Frank, we need to talk about Emile. Um, ah, Yes. Great novel, that. Uh, no, we actually need to talk specifically about Emil Heskey's fiance, Chantal. She burnt the dinner. Now, that may not seem like a news story to you, but she. what happened is that she it actually set off the fire alarm in a house which went through to the local fire station. So it did actually end up as this big news, doing a practice-run um, Christmas dinner, which I thought was rather strange. Hold on, she's doing a practice-run? And she'd set the oven to bake Hold instead on. of... Hold on! People don't do that, do oh, they? Oh, she does. Oh, they do. They do, yeah. They do a Christmas dinner <laughs> practice run in Some November. Some people do. Well, it's, uh, I suppose she didn't have to do it in November. I think that's quite an insight into Emile, how he run, he runs that household so when Emil, iron. when Emile got in that night, he had turkey, <laughs> roast potatoes, pigs no, in, no. Pigs in he blankets. he had pork. She was cooking pork. This is the weird thing There's so many odd things on. I mean, there's so many odd things about it. One so of the weird things about it is that it's in the Telegraph. <laughs> 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 it's not a Telegraph story. How did it make it to the Telegraph? Also, Frank, she's Set that she had the setting on bake instead of roast. Uh, that means nothing that to bake, can I say that? That's yeah. weird, isn't it? Yeah. You don't want a footballer with the <laughs> setting on bake instead of roast. No, it's unusual. That could have confused it? everything. No, but what I want to know is is this a woman who you'd say, oh, do you fancy meeting up on Tuesday and she's saying, oh, I've got my Christmas dinner mocks? Yeah. <laughs> I've never even heard of that before. I love the fact that the fire brigade, when she was 
were called when she was doing a dry run. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. No, she's automatically connected to the... I mean, I'm very well connected in the fire service, <laughs> but even I don't... My connections don't spread that far. The fire engine comes out the minute the smoke alarm goes off. I've often wondered where the... You know, if you have a burglar alarm in mm. your house... I'm not saying I have, I'm not saying I haven't. Mm. Does that go straight to the police station? Some of them, I think it does. Yeah. I believe. What about mine? That's what I want to know. We don't know. I, don't know. I, I think mine just the alerts me. And yeah. then you're on your yeah. own, Fred. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it goes directly through. What yeah. I would be certain of is I bet you Emmy will work really hard to create some space for the firefighters, but uh, ne- oh. ne- never look like putting the fire out himself. <laughs> oh, I heard he uh, had to go on the hose and soak the house next door. <laughs> <laughs> Emil has yet to go on the hose. I won't have it said. I will not have it said. Anyway, I love that grimace the producer just gave. It's one of my favourites. So, um, I think that's acid. <laughs> I mean, coming up from... I don't mean she's taking... Oh. If you want to listen to Not The Weekend podcast, people do. People do. It's, it's available from Wednesday for, for, for a download. It's a completely separate bit of this, if you like. So, it's uh, we, we sit in the studio and, you know... This. Um, Vicky Blight is next mm. on Absolute Radio. And um, I'm going uh, to play a little out bit of uh, goodbye music thing. <laughs> you all right? I'm fine. I'll be all right in a minute. Just have you noticed fine trail of blood coming from the left ear? It's going to be okay. I'm, I'm, having a, I'm having a bit of a Freddy Star moment. I think. Um, I think that Sarah's uh, chocolate biscuits have started to kick in. <laughs> Sarah's our resident poisoner, you may. <laughs> you may know that. She's out to get me. Um, yeah, so anyway, if the if the good Lord's willing, the creeks don't rise and I'm not poisoned, we'll be back this time next week. ta a bit. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner.